0: Is it not showing you on It's showing me, but you didn't say anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's just an epitome of the Dope Academy podcast. Sorry. Oh, see, and you got to turn your phone down, too. <laughs> oh, forgive me. So, welcome to the Dope Academy podcast. What's good? I'm just a dope-ass lady, and my name is Mona B. I'm sorry I missed y'all last week. I had to go out of town, and then on Friday... I had the great opportunity of going to the March on Washington, which marked the 57th anniversary of the original March on Washington. And it was definitely overwhelming, definitely hot, um, very hot. Lots and lots of people. I'm sure you've seen the pictures. Um, I'll kind of um, ask some views on that later when I talk about my special guest, Azul.
1: Hi, I'm Azul.
0: Which we'll get into a little <laughs> later. Um the march was dope though there was a lot of speakers but the speakers that touched me the most was um uh, martin luther king jr's uh granddaughter she was like 10 and it was crazy how well spoken and poignant she was and her her words were i mean but it's to be expected she comes from that family yeah <laughs> you know family of preachers and revolutionaries you know um and then um, Jacob Blake's sister she definitely moved me because she said y'all got the right one and I, and I understood exactly what she meant because um, there's just certain people like okay you got the right one so if you know you know anyways it was really good <clears throat> I ended up having to um, go in a medical tent which I've never had to do before at any type of protest or march but I guess I just got really dehydrated then I saw some of the speakers come in there. It was just crazy. But I had to put some ice on my neck and cool down. And then um, I was able to leave. And me and my brother went to Dave and & Buster's and had drinks and ate and did things that was going to make me more dehydrated, I guess. But it worked out pretty well. <laughs> but at the time, in the medical tent, I was I was hurt and it was crazy. So, anyways, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. And I'm going to get into my special guest tonight. It is Mr. Azul.
1: Hi, I'm Azul. Too cool Azul. Uh, Destroy Azul. Baby Azul. I don't I don't even know. There's... You can have
0: five million names. Yeah, son.
1: no, I, I go by a lot of names. I put a lot of names down for my for my own name. I mean Okay. I have to keep it interesting.
0: So who are you?
1: Uh my name's Azul. Um I'm a producer and engineer. Um, and rapper and I've been making music basically all my life and I've been uh, devouring music all my life.
0: And you've been producing since you were 11. Yes, so I started out really young. Um,
1: I got a computer and I used to watch like hours of YouTube. Like I would spend 80% of my day.
0: Shocker, your generation watches hours of YouTube?
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> but <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would see um, videos of people making dubstep with beat pads mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm gonna do that. So um, I asked my dad to buy me a beat pad, and it came with software, like music software called Ableton. Ableton Mm -hmm. sucks, and that's going to cause a lot of problems because a lot of people love Ableton. I hate Ableton. You hate it? Hate it. Horrible. But um, switched over to FL Studio, and it's been a wrap ever since.
0: Okay, awesome. And how old are you right now?
1: I'm 17.
0: 17 years old, y'all. So the way that I came to discover Azul, um, well, he was already here. I'm not discovering. I'm not Christopher Columbus. But, you know, find out about him is um, every Wednesday in Fredericksburg downtown at the Rec Center, we have open mic night where all the dope artists come out, all the karaokeers. You know, we it's a great vibe. You should definitely come out if you're in the area. Um, but I was there one Wednesday, and... This guy comes out, you know. I'm, I'm like, okay, what's he gonna do? Yeah. They're like, he's a rapper. Um, and then he proceeds to do music that I can't even describe. How would you describe the music?
1: Um, gutter trash. Gutter uh, trash, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's it's in there. It's deep in the rabbit hole of YouTube. Oh, uh, not YouTube, uh, music.
0: Okay, so it kind of sounded like it. Do you know who the Grave Diggers is? No. Okay, so when I was growing up, there was a group that was kind of like horror hop, like dark hip-hop rap, um, and they were called the Gravediggers. You really should check them out, because they rem- your music reminds me of them somewhat. Yeah. But then you also incorporated stuff in it, like, it was very, like, um, mixed with Tyler the Creator-ish type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, one of the things that i um make really uh, pop out in my thing is the melody, and for things uh, for songs that people are yelling on, usually they try and make the melody a backdrop. Um, I like bringing it right front and forward and I like my melody almost clashing with my voice Mm -hmm. um, and just bass to just let it ride out. But uh, definitely getting the lyrics in there, like crazy, just obscene lyrics, it just... uh, (laughs) We don't talk about that. Yeah, 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 holds everything together, most definitely. Um, Broadway
0: just said, Thank thank us both for attending Open Mic Night. He is the host of Open Mic Night. Um, he said wonderful artist Azul. Yeah. Um. Shout out to Broadway. Wonderful. Shout out to Travis and Nakia who's also watching. Sorry.
1: The wonderfuls. Uh, that's a statement on my music. But
0: (laughs) so why do you yell?
1: Like why are y'all yelling? Um, are you mad? No, I'm not mad. So my main thing is that do you notice how little um, in your day that you do things that seem human. So in normal life, there is no need for you to jump. Like in people start thinking like, when's the last time I've even jumped? Um, and there's no reason for you to sprint 90% of the time and 90% of the time, there's no reason for you to yell. So, um, especially going through high school, I would record music near constantly and having all that energy, just from going out to school, doing literally nothing, looking at a, looking at uh, computers, looking at a whiteboard. Mm-hmm. You get back home, you just you you yell out that energy, you you get it out there, um, and especially, the the group that I was with or that I'm still with even right now, used to basically live in my house, mm-hmm. so it would constantly be like a mixture of school, hanging out, and music. It was just a high energy.
0: Speak up a little bit into uh, the mic. They're having a hard time hearing. My it. bad. It, okay. It'd be
1: high energy all the time. Just, I don't know, Just getting it out, honestly. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So the group that you mentioned that is at um, that you roll with. That's Digital yes. Riot.
1: So I created it. It's called Digital Riot. It's a collective kind of a group. I don't. I don't know what you want to call it. Um. But. It's consisting of four members, including me. We have me, we have uh, Grey Diamond, we have Zen Caution, and we have Blaze. Okay. So those are four people.
0: Grey Diamond, is he on that uh, Error song? Yes, yeah, That's yeah.
1: he's the only person on Error.
0: He's dope. Yeah, I like that song. Um, make sure you project your voice. Okay. Projection. I, I shall project. There you go, there you go. <laughs> so they all used to live in your house, and all of you
1: do music together and solo? Yes, together and solo. So making beats, they would be right there with me. Um, Usually we take on beats as a solo thing. If we ever um, are on each other's music, we're usually featuring rather than doing a collaborative thing. Mm -hmm. But um, every now and then, especially for this one song called Untitled 999, we are all featuring on it and it's um, more of a collective thing. So it's like more of your Brockhampton in the sense of everyone's contributing a little bit of something.
0: Okay. Um, so just talking to you shortly, I know that (laughs) where you used to be and where you are now is is vastly different. So you are 17, um, but your music has a lot of explicit lyrics and stuff, Yes, which is fine. The dope dichotomy is a no judgment zone. We are a learning zone, right? So no judgment, right? I'm not his mom or dad or whatever, but. He definitely has something to say, and the lyrics have something to say, and you can see this is a very bright young man who's good, who got to skip the fifth grade, by the way. Uh, Yeah. But
1: Homeschooling will do that, too. You were
0: homeschooled yes. for a long time. So tell everybody about your um, educational background in just a second. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very ADD. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you all, my fingers look crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> they look crazy. If you don't know, I am a colorist. I uh, have a salon, Salon Irie in Fredericksburg. And they ran out of gloves at the supply house. So I tried to bleach my hands as much as I could, but that's not dirt. That's literally hair color. So don't be watching my podcast and be like, she can't even clean her nails. Like, it ain't ain't about that. (laughs) They're always staying to some degree, but right now it's pretty bad. So anyways, I just I I don't
1: think the bar is clean nails. No,
0: but this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> if, if I didn't, I, I dipped them in bleach water before yeah. I came. If I didn't do that, it would look like a massacre. Like, it crazy, crazy. Anywho, so tell the people a little bit about your educational background.
1: Educational background. So um, I was born in Virginia, Chesapeake. Uh, I didn't do any, or if I did, I don't remember. But I did possibly like a little bit of elementary here. um. And then I went to Mississippi for a little bit, um, got relocated back, to, uh, got relocated to California where a lot of my family was. I stayed in California for a very long time. What part
0: of California? San Diego. Okay. Um, no Carlsbad and
1: yep. Encinitas. yep. I used to be in San Diego a lot. Mission Beach. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's all right there. I
0: like La Jolla.
1: La Jolla is nice, but I lived in Tru La Vista. Oh, Okay. <laughs> true uh, no, I have to represent for
0: true Lou Vista.
1: true Lou Vista is like mm-hmm. I don't I don't even talk to anyone from true Lou Vista besides my friends Sean and Corey shout out them but um it's it's so nice it is so nice,
0: nice okay but, so you was then you weren't in California and you were homeschooled this whole time
1: no so I did um kindergarten and first grade and then I got into a fight and my mom took me out of um school the, so, did homeschooling till fifth grade, or finished you fourth grade. had a
0: fight grade. in first grade, and she took you out of oh, school? Oh, yep, yep. Wow, if you grew up in Prince William County, where I, where I grew up, I mean, <laughs> there was a lot of fights in school. I couldn't imagine yeah. everybody taking their kid out.
1: Well, I think my mom took me out more because I was, like, immediately labeled as the troubled child.
0: Oh, so you were the aggressor? Yeah. Okay.
1: Just to, just to beat the label, I think she just... Took me out, so I don't like make a rapport with these people.
0: Okay, I understand. So she takes you out.
1: She takes me out. Um, I spend time under my mom and dad's wing learning. Um, I do fourth grade. They give me the option to skip fifth and sixth grade. My mom doesn't want me to be that far out of like my social range. Um, Shout
0: out to your parents that they had prepared you to the point where when you came back, they yeah. gave you the option to skip two grades. Wow! My
1: mom stopped working to provide for me, education-wise.
0: Awesome. Yeah, no, oh. she's a G. <laughs> awesome. But, Love um,
1: it. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> but skipped fifth grade and went um, to sixth grade. Sixth grade was interesting. Um I had really bad experience there, but... Sixth grade led to seventh grade, and seventh grade is when middle school started in California. Mm -hmm. Um, In the middle school that we were planning on going to, or that was set up for you to go to, my Mm -hmm. mom did not want me to go there. Okay. I don't even remember the reasoning, but she didn't want me to go there, so I went to Christian private school in California. Okay. Um, I did seventh grade there, and then I moved back to Virginia with my mom and dad, um, and then went into FCS or Fredericksburg Christian, Fredericksburg Christian School. Fredericksburg Christian School, from okay. eighth grade to tenth grade. I'm
0: trying to see if that can go up. Are you guys um able to hear him clearly now? Please let me know.
1: Hopefully, I'm am pulling my chair too. Sorry there about that. Go. Oh,
0: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I know Broadway. No parents. Um, what's up, Tobias? Okay, so you you come to Virginia, you end up at Fredericksburg Christian School. Yes. How was your experience
1: there? God awful. I hated it. Um, Why did you hate Fredericksburg Christian School? I hated Fredericksburg Christian School for multiple reasons and I think it was because of how plastic everything was in general. Mm. So the friendships that you would make was plastic. Um, The teachers were plastic. Um, Administration was purposely um, more inviting to make you say things or to give things up and then uh, gaslight you through the experience. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah.
0: You the intelligence on this young man? He said plastic and gaslighting, all all in the same paragraph. Okay. So, um, how long did you go there?
1: I eighth grade to tenth grade.
0: Okay. So two years there. Yep. Okay. And why do you think you had such a hard time adjusting to that school? Just because you're not plastic?
1: I'm not. No. That's my <laughs> problem, is I tell people how it is and I convey myself. 100% throughout all forms of people, mm-hmm. and the way that I convey myself and my own personality, I think, has always been so spiky compared to other people mm-hmm. that it can sometimes cause problems.
0: Well, um that definitely, <laughs> I can relate. What's funny is I didn't even know that about you. I just felt the energy of your music and who you were, but that is who I, I, I gravitate towards people like that because yeah. that's who I am. And people don't change history. People don't bring about revolution. Shout out to Fred Hampton, happy birthday. Um, if they are clones, they yeah. don't. And and the people who do create change and move the cultures into societies forward are people who speak regardless if their voice is shaking. They speak, they tell the truth no matter yeah. what. So I commend you for that and for knowing that already at a young age because When you're a teenager, it's very easy to morph into whatever is popular or whatever people are doing so that you don't get seen too much. But that's a really, really dope mindset to have. And you're really intelligent. Like, you're going to be dangerous. Like, you're going to be dangerous, for real. Thank you. Thank you. Just when you get big, read them contracts.
1: Oh, 100%. I'm going to read it over. I'm going
0: to have my mom and dad read it over. Yeah, have (laughs) have your parents read it because they sound like they already know what they're they're doing, for real, for real. So who are your – because the music is very experimental – rapping um some explicit lyrics and then it goes into like screaming and i watched a video um we have some slideshows that'll come up um there's a slide from the video and they're doing mosh pits and um which not to say that black people in black music doesn't do mosh pits because little wayne kind of proved that we used yeah. to think back in the day that that would never happen yeah, yeah, part, yeah but nah it's it's okay so what are who are your musical influences that help bring about the music you like, or do you listen to people who are totally different than your music?
1: I listen to um, easy-listening jazz, and that's not a joke. Um,
0: Smooth jazz, all-star. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I didn't even know that I love jazz. uh, That's so dope.
1: Yep. Uh, Herbie Hancock, Miles Davis, um, John Coltrane. Coltrane. Yep. Big masters of it. Love that. Um, What else? I listen to a lot of... um, funk Mm -hmm. um and i think that started with my dad and i didn't start picking up on music that's popular now as something that i would truly digest until um the new age of music started Fully rolling out. Mm-hmm. So I don't listen to music that's on the radio right now and take it seriously. Yeah. Like I'll listen to it, but it's like dumb lip music. Like I can turn off my mind and listen to that and think, oh, the 808 on this is bumping. But mm-hmm. uh, there's some music that the I surface listen to. music. Yeah, yeah. There's some music that I listen to right now that I wouldn't even say is a bump, but because it has so cool audio engineering techniques, it's immediately something that I respect.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think I've always been a person to where I can listen to something that I can respect and not be nodding my head to it or not be jumping up and down to it.
0: Okay. Um, You can put that slideshow on now. Sorry. I thought you were... I thought he was there. I looked over. It's okay. It's okay. Um, So, well, I love jazz, and Coltrane and Sentimental Mood is my favorite jazz song of all time. I also love um, Davis and Lonnie's Monk and everybody. But when you said the funk i thought about like do you how do you feel about to pimp a butterfly because that was a very Ooh. you know his new one is rock really rock influence yeah
1: i i need i need to hear that and then i'll digest that mm-hmm. as uh, as it's given to me mm-hmm. but um to pimp a butterfly i think wasn't the catalyst
0: mm-hmm. but
1: it definitely was gunpowder okay if that makes sense um I think to Pimp a Butterfly is so correct politically. Not not PC, no, but no, no. it it accurately portrays everything political and it brings jazz into it. Um I can say that is the modern day um a tribe called Quest. Like if we mm-hmm. wanted to translate that to modern trap, mm-hmm. that was that was a tribe called Quest album. Um mm-hmm.
0: I, that's that's an interesting take. I wanted to know your take because because you do understand different yeah. genres of music and that album was very hard for people to unpack, but it's it's amazing. Like if you yeah. understand it. But I, I am gonna have to digest that and figure yeah. that
1: out. No, um it's hmm. it's it was a really hard album to swallow and i think a lot of people purposely listen to to pimple butterfly Mm -hmm. with their minds off Mm -hmm. because if you listen to the lyrics there's so much happening right in front of your eyes and i think the message only gets more relevant with time. it does like it It only gets more relevant
0: and and when you understand that he's talking to tupac and all these different influences yeah, influenced him and and um, the album is just amazing to me but i understand that it's not um it was very successful, but it's and it's it's revered amongst music enthusiasts. But a lot of people skip over that album when speaking of Kendrick Lamar. But he is that's why I love him. He's my, he is my favorite artist because every album he experiments. Yeah, so somebody who's experimental. But that wasn't
1: his first time hitting jazz, though.
0: No, no, no. But a full funk. And the, jazz yeah, album full, like that? yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, each album has something different. You know, has oh yeah, a different concept, which is dope. Um so hey Macora! happy birthday Macora! tomorrow is your birthday happy, happy birthday birthday, your birthday b <laughs> <laughs> um so broadway said what what's the bulk of your music about which
1: um a lot of my music is meaningless and it's it's fun uh, that's that's <laughs> at the end of the day i make music that's fun um and that you can hopefully find some appreciation in but you're not going to be finding the bulk of your enjoyment out of the lyrical content Mm -hmm. um rather i try and use my voice especially the way that i like hit notes and the way that i um extend the like girth of my voice to be more of a conduit um for the flow and basically to bring everything together i try and use my voice as a bow rather than um rather than uh something that's supposed to be what you listen to.
0: So if somebody was to um, search your music, like let's say you started putting your music on all the platforms, what genre do you think it would be classified as? Oh,
1: definitely hip-hop. Hip-hop. I mean, there's no at way... At the end of the day, it was yeah. Cause that's Because if you want to boil it down, it's just hip-hop.
0: So if you were to um, come out with a hit single and everybody's looking at you and want to work with you, would you want to work with people like... Jaden Smith and Tyler, and like people like that, or would you want to work with other people who are underground who we don't know?
1: Um, I think it's a mixture of both, and I think one of the best things that I would want to do is bring those two worlds together. Mm. Um, and I know how many underground artists literally just like have spite for everyone in the industry right now, but I think there's the new age of rap music has been a um, catwalk for sound and mainstream pulls from that and that's not a problem Mm -hmm. but i want to have the mainstream be on that catwalk with us
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and there's not enough artists. um and i don't want to say like me because i'm not doing it but there's not enough artists with the same vision that want to tie these two worlds together because the moment that you tie them together you're going to get another 60s when it comes to music you're going to get another Mm. 80s
0: please Please. I'm yeah. all for the progression of music. Oh, so. yeah. That's dope. Um, there's a comment that says you won't need a publicist because you answer very great. I told him that. <laughs> he, he, I didn't know that he was this intelligent. I didn't know, like, his story, story fully when I first saw him. But I felt that energy, and I could pick him. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> energy never lies. So is there a music background in your family at all? No. Nobody in your family No does one
1: music? in my family does music. Um, it's just
0: not, something you like to do.
1: Not to not to rag on my parents, but both of them don't really have the best singing voices. Oh, okay, no matter how many times my mom's Arise to sing Sade or Hotel California. Mm-hmm. Um, Sade is dope, Sade is dope. Mm-hmm. Sade has always been dope. So is Erica Badu. Erica's is
0: uh, very, very dope. Very dope. I got to meet her, really. I got to work on a New York Fashion um, Week show with her. And when I tell you her energy is something special, like, oh, I can imagine, something special, crazy. But yeah, her voice is. Sick live, like what? yeah. Sade, that's one of my bucket list um, people. Yeah, that I want to see in concert before when, I die. Who's your who is a bucket list person for you? A
1: bucket list person was George Benson, and I saw him. Okay. Um. Okay. <laughs> Let l- another another little side discussion. Mm-hmm. Another bucket list person was Al Jarreau, and I had the what? tickets. I had tickets to go Who and see him. Who are you?
0: What did your parents feed you when you were little?
1: <laughs> I had <laughs> tickets to see him, and then he unfortunately passed away. Yeah. But um, he passed away maybe a couple of days before that performance, and even his his team was telling him to stop touring because it was deteriorating his health. Mm-hmm. But, um, now his
0: song, we're in this love together, is in my head. It's going to be in my head I love
1: um the garden, the...
0: Dance up on the <laughs> like what,
1: what? That's, that's where it's at.
0: So you're, did you grow up in a musical house, though? Yes, I okay. did.
1: Even though my parents weren't the the musical people, or they were definitely always, listen to this, listen mm-hmm. to that. And then uh, I got to an age where I started telling my parents, listen to this, listen to
0: that. And you were sharing music. Yeah. That's how me and my kids are. I love it. It's dope.
1: Sometimes my parents weren't on the same page as me when it comes to music oh, or recommendations. Yeah. But some of the stuff really hit them. Mm -hmm. some of the stuff really hit and
0: sometimes when you get to a certain age it takes you a minute like so my favorite like young artist right now is like The Baby Lil Baby and Roddy Rich Roddy Rich was the only one that from the very beginning I was on because you know he was kind of brought through by Nipsey but The Baby and Lil Baby when my kids like, I was like what in the world no (laughs) and now I love them so sometimes it takes us a little because my eyes are very 90s golden era hip hop so it takes me you know a moment to get there so i get it um so what are three songs in your heavy rotation
1: in my heavy rotation right now um, three songs
0: that if you pull up it'd be like you play these songs the most
1: okay so there's a song called uh venga by chris Hinzey.
0: venga like come
1: yes mm-hmm. and it is one of the best um funk songs funk and jazz fusions We'll have to check that out. Oh yeah, just disgusting. Just amazing from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um another song called Nightmare Three by Youngster Jack. Mm-hmm. It's heavily in my rotation. Um and then you're you're gonna make me think for this last one. Um another song that's in my rotation.
0: I'm gonna have to look those songs up. I'm not familiar. I'm not
1: hip. <laughs> oh yeah, no, those those are on two different two different worlds. Mm-hmm. Um Man, you're really catching me off guard with this one.
0: Um, you can you can stick with two. Okay,
1: you know what? No, no, no. A suggestion, just because I make it, ju- I'm just gonna put out a suggestion since I listen to it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an album called "I'll Try Living Like This," and I listen to it. There, I get into moods where I only listen to that album
0: mm-hmm. for
1: for months at a time.
0: <clears throat> for months at a time. Yes. Oh, that's kind of high end with Jenny Aiko, but
1: <laughs> sometimes there's there's songs. On that album, that I can confidently say I listened to nothing but that song coming home from school for upwards to four to five months.
0: Was it that rough at the school? You had to listen to the same song every day?
1: No, it's. What are they doing over a, there in that place? <laughs> what the hell It wasn't a problem with the school. It's just. No, good... I know, I know. I'm just
0: joking. <laughs> I, I like to cut up. I'm a fool. Yeah. So, your artist name. Because your real name is not Azul.
1: It happens to not be Azul.
0: <laughs> but um, Azul in Spanish means blue. Yes. Um, do you have a Latino background?
1: Yes, my mom's from Panama. She's, okay. she's an immigrant. Um, and she constantly brings that side of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, that side of the family lives on, in California and Panama. But yeah. the majority live in California. And they we also have a lot of like that Jamaican accent too. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of people that my mom's side married... Um, was Jamaican. Mm-hmm. So, there's, you, you'll you hear heavy accents all throughout my family. My mom doesn't have the accent, um, but she still understands like 80% of Spanish and yeah. she can still speak like a good bit.
0: Awesome. Shout out to all the Afro-Latinos out
1: there.
0: 100%. And, um, where did the name Azul, like Blue, why is it, why is your name Azul?
1: Okay, so I used to have a, or not used to because he's still my friend, but I have a friend named Zakai Blue, and he was one day um, like, all right, I think I'm going to change my name because I want to go into EDM, and I was going to suggest Azul, and I was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that name.
0: So you... <laughs> So you stole the name. Well, I you did didn't steal it. Didn't it. Steal it, was it. Your, it was your concept. It was then you was feeling it. Zakai, so I love very, you. I'm sorry. Zakai has a dope name himself. Zakai is a dope name. Oh, no. So. Z- Zakai is his legal name. That's what I'm saying. It's no, a dope it's, name it's, anyway. It's dope What's up, Kevin? Name. Kevin, he's a friend I've had since I was in middle school who lives in Georgia now with his lovely family. He's a really dope person, though. Very yeah. dope person. Very smart like you, too. We used to sit on the phone, me, him, and a girl named Rosalind. Hopefully, she's looking and we used to watch Jeopardy on the phone <laughs> in Shout middle out school. <laughs> yeah, that stuff. You know, that's some of the things that people do. But um, yeah, we used to watch Jeopardy. And Jeopardy's funny. And Jeopardy is dope, Jeopardy but can... I don't know many middle schoolers who did that. I don't know.
1: My middle school, I think one of the one of the things I'll never stop remembering is my my mom and dad get into like they'll play amazing music and then they'll switch to NPR and hello welcome back to wait wait don't tell me <laughs> <laughs> you never lose it that this is recorded in front of a live, oh, audience.
0: live audience live audience so well, as a youth of today in 2020 which 2020 is you can look at it so many different ways but yeah. um how do you view the world as it is today if you had to tell me your interpretation of the world right now as a 17 year old man of color in Fredericksburg Virginia what would you say um you would say um hey that uh, actually fits <laughs> <laughs> that fits
1: yeah I'm trying I'm trying to find a way to phrase it um I think it's a roller coaster that's only going down from here. And I think the only way that we can pull it together is in a community. But with how much politics and how much um, war there is of minds in general and how people gear certain things that are supposed to be sacred to attacking, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think we're ever going to be in a state where we recover in that the main form of recovery is going to be in in the individual with family. Mm -hmm. Um, I have hope. But I'm not sure if that hope is going to be executed.
0: Yeah. I think that's all we can have right now is hope and definitely just keep pushing forward. Yeah. Um, do you use your music to speak on current events or things that are important to you as far as um, that are important to you and affect you but other people as well?
1: No, I don't. Okay. But um, me personally and I think it's pretty evident that I'm far removed from the personality that my music portrays. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just because I literally use my music as a hobby rather than something that I'm trying to push a message uh, a message through. Mm-hmm. And the reason I don't push a message through there is because with how much dumb, fun stuff I have, the message would be downplayed when I can just straight up tell people.
0: So you'd rather speak on it?
1: I'd rather speak on it. And
0: use your music to just have and
1: fun. You use my music to have fun. Because at the end of the day, you have a Azul, but then you peel that back and then there's me.
0: Yeah. And
1: I, I, could, I can talk for hours about this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't want my music to portray that because I won't enjoy making that music when I can just easily sit at a mic and tell people, this is how it is. This is what I think the future is going to be. This is some thoughts on how to remedy it. But at the end of the day, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Dope. So, where would you like to see the world go? Um, Like, specifically... Um, All of the protests that have been going on. Because if you're in Fredericksburg, you know that we've been protesting hard. So specifically that area, where would you like to see things progress to?
1: In Fredericksburg?
0: Fredericksburg, but throughout the world, throughout the United States.
1: I think one of the biggest problems, um, especially with Western society, is the fact that we don't own up to problems. And I think... Mm -hmm. A lot of things in the world would be better if we can just admit sometimes we're wrong okay. um, because we constantly use scapegoats day to day to make ourselves look better mm-hmm. or uh, embellish things or white lie things up to make ourselves look better mm-hmm. and I think if people can just own up to the fact that you know this is wrong or yeah. like who that that fucking white dude went or the the 17 the year old
0: Oh Kyle, or just, or whatever, yeah or whatever. Kyle, whatever. And now they're it's, spitting it that he was. <laughs>
1: he no, was, someone said that he's an American hero. Oh yeah,
0: like, Not just someone a lot. The whole narrative, no. the, narr- the okey doke is already going on. It's no, going
1: on. No, no, it's
0: going on. And we know that if you were him, it would not have went that way. No, at all. No, no, no. But, no, no. Um, like yeah, 2020 is um. <laughs> yeah. Twenty twenty is
1: a lot of um.
0: It's it's really ridiculous. It's a lot
1: of um and no talking.
0: Yes, so. I know that on your social media, you you've just started it up. Yes, um, I just felt that this guy's music was so different. Even though it's not my particular bag, I know when something would work or would pop, and I can see that in him. And look at him—he's like super. He's dumb smart, you know. Thank you. <laughs> um, but. I know that you're just starting the whole social media thing, but if people want to listen to your music, yes. where should they go? Please tell them. So
1: I have an Instagram uh, for music for the Digital Riot group called Digital Riot Forever. Um, on the follows for Digital Riot Forever, you'll find all four of the artists. I mm-hmm. mean, um, I think we're following the, the Digital Riot spam page, which is basically just a meme page. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can follow all of us there. Um, but Digital Riot... If you put that into any streaming service, you'll find it. Sometimes it's mixed up with another electronic group from like 2013 called Digital Riot, but most- I found um, that too.
0: Yeah, They're like but, from Athens, Greece. Yeah, yeah.
1: But most <laughs> most streaming services have already put the two apart because it, it's pretty clear that the music- Yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, you have a SoundCloud because I listen yes. to a lot of it on SoundCloud.
1: Yeah. So SoundCloud is SoundCloud and Spotify are the two biggest uh, communities that we have, mm-hmm. and I would argue that our Spotify is probably even bigger. Okay. Um, purpose: We would purposely release music um, once every Friday, and then we would all pump in money for Instagram advertisements. But for some reason, Spotify loves consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, you can play their algorithm just by posting constantly, mm-hmm. and songs that might have gotten 100 views on SoundCloud have 2000 3000 views on Spotify only because of the consistency. Yeah. So it will start pumping out our music to everywhere.
0: Awesome. So definitely check him out, look up Digital Riot yeah. um in Azul on your social media platforms. <laughs> um I want to thank you for being here. Is there do you have any upcoming performances?
1: No, with all this COVID stuff going on, we have nothing.
0: So, you know you can always come to open mic again. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm planning on coming back. When? This Wednesday, actually.
0: No, you're, oh, yeah, you're, you're not going away for school. You're starting school. Yeah, no, I'm starting, I'm starting yeah, school, but I'm so not going away. so you should come to open mic on Wednesday. You know, show people your thing, especially if they're watching this and they want to check you out again. That would be a good opportunity. Um, so, thank you guys for tuning in. I have a couple of announcements to go through before we end this off, though. So... Um, As you know, I'm an activist, and um, I'm pretty heavy in that world, and protests are going on all over the place. I constantly have people asking me about when's the next protest or which protest is going on or, you know, things like that. Um, There is a protest coming up, and we're going to have the flyer go up for that. There's a march coming up, and it's the Back the Burg march at 4 430. On September 4th, which is uh, next Friday, and we will be starting at Her Camp Park. So if you would like to come or if you'd like to donate water, anything like that, please do so. Please come through. Please show your support. We need everybody who um, is interested and wants to support a great cause to come out, for sure. Please, please do that. Um, if you want to be on the podcast, because I'm starting to get people to ask those questions, yeah. a good way... To, um, if you're a musical artist, because I do support local artists, to get a spot on the podcast is to come to the open mic nights on Wednesday, because that's where I watch um, the talent and I watch like, okay, this person seems like they, you know, they have something to say or they have a certain skill set. That's a really, really good way. Also, you can contact me on my email, which is mona brown at thedopeacademypodcast dot or on any of my social media um, sites. Um, to come on and be a guest. But if you're going to be a guest, then you need to either be an artist or actually want to speak about um, some type of topic. You know, I can get real, real deep, or we can get real, real funny. But it has to be real, real interesting. Understand? <laughs> um, and if you want to come to the rec center, the open mic, we're going to have a flyer up for that as well. That is every Wednesday at 7 p.m., downtown Fredericksburg, two 21- one. 3 William Street we have a great time there's amazing artists that come through it's all love it's all races ages um there's usually a, a party afterwards kind of it's just a dope vibe if you are a poet a singer a rapper um you can even break dance. You hear that,
1: Josh? <laughs> Josh, you hear that? You can come and break dance.
0: Actually, you have to break dance on the ground because Eric's over there, like probably like no, yeah, no. No.
1: no, we need that TV TG <laughs> break dance.
0: Petersburg Radio <laughs> is the is the DJ host there, so he's like, no, you cannot break dance on there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you can come. It's all love, though. It's a real good environment. It's it's um you're not gonna walk in there and have people like look down on you the bartender don't want to talk to you like everybody's mad chill cool it's a real good good space to be i was in, there it
1: so. was a good environment mm-hmm. come on through
0: he was, was, I, was
1: i was definitely there he was there <laughs> he just needs to come back i need uh, no i do need to come back i need to, to make some back. new i need to make some new material and then come back
0: yeah well you know uh you can have a you can have a concept we can give you a concept right now like could
1: be Actually, either. no, I have, I have a really interesting session that's coming up. Um, I'm potentially going to be in, in the studio with a guy named Austin Skinner, who's a, a big artist that came from Northern Virginia, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be making some music there that I might be performing.
0: Oh, that's dope. Yep. So, Austin Skinner? Yes. Mm. I think I'm akin to some Skinners on Monday. Uh, figure out who that is <laughs> before we see that. But... um. I want you guys to also go check out his pages follow him all that good stuff um give experimental hip hop a chance
1: yeah Because
0: it's it's different
1: i'm gonna just to just open up the the catalog for people i'm gonna cite some some names so you have um what little darky you have um parker with a four in it you have i9 bonsai you have um diamonds on my dick you have high c you have yes
0: So there's an artist called Diamonds on My Dick?
1: Yeah, and he's something his, else. This oh yeah. Is so else. the craziest thing is that his whole thing <laughs> is that he blocks people randomly, and if he knows my at for me mentioning him on this podcast, he's probably gonna block me. So
0: why
1: <laughs> he sells t-shirts that's like uh, D I O M blocked me on Instagram. Oh, so
0: that's like his thing. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. No, it's like yeah. a little funny thing. Um okay. But you have like Youngster Jack. Um, Hell, even Austin Skinner and then David Shawty. I mean, it, the list goes on and on. But those are the biggest people. Also, shout out Cubensis. Cubensis, that's a that's a producer. Shout out. Um,
0: he put me on the music. What's yeah. up, Andre?
1: Shout out. A little late, buddy. Hoodwitch. Um, shout out.
0: Hoodwitch. Uh,
1: there's, there's another one, and I'm forgetting his name. It's slipping past me. But yeah, also much love to all the local. Well, I'm
0: looking up Diamonds on My Dick because I have to see what oh, this, what this yep. artist is talking diamonds about.
1: Diamonds on My Dick in High
0: C. High C. Yep.
1: Two people, they're they're basically in the same group. They make extremely crazy music. Their music isn't isn't like yelling or anything. It's just the they make really really risky technical decisions with their music, mm-hmm. and it pays off.
0: Hmm. I'm gonna um, check out some of this music, and I want you to check out Grave Diggers. Because yeah. they they re, you remind me. It's not the same music. But if the, I'm correct, the, the vibe.
1: The, that's Memphis, right? Memphis rap, right?
0: I don't think so. I can't remember. I thought Grave was from New York. Somebody chime in and tell me. Any hip hop heads on here? I don't know. Because is I know Terrence there's on here?
1: there's music like that that sometimes I sample and put over like jazz.
0: I don't remember Grave being from. I could be wrong. Memphis. I thought they were from New York, but... No, but the whole style of Memphis
1: rap in the 90s, the whole bootleg tapes and everything.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, you're talking about Three Six Mafia.
1: If I'm correct, Gravediggers have like a similar sound. Not similar, but similar enough to where they're sampled and re-put on jazz.
0: I don't don't think they have the... Uh, there's they, a, they have some some similar concepts,
1: yeah. I would say. So there's a genre called funk, P-H-O-N-K, mm-hmm. that will sample music from back then, like the basement tapes, yeah. stuff like that, and put it on top of jazz, and it'll be like elegant sounding trap. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. And I've definitely seen Gravediggers flipped before.
0: So that's what, um, when I did, when I was talking about earlier that New York Fashion Week, that's what, there's a designer called Pierre Moss. He tells stories through his fashion. He's dope. He's like the Basquiat of fashion, black fashion, in my opinion. But yeah. that's what he did. I didn't know that that was an actual genre. So yeah. they had a, he had a uh, orchestra. They were like an all white. And there's, well, You know, you're just going through it. (laughs) Yeah. And then I start, I was like, hold on. I've noticed there was like, when I wake up in the morning, brush my teeth. They they were singing trap niggas. And I was like, but they were like, you know, it was a totally different arrangement. And then it went into jazz. And I I didn't know that that was a genre. So you put me on. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So it's called Funk with a P. P
1: P-H-O-N-K.
0: Taking all our classics and just messing them up.
1: Uh, I mean, (laughs) repurposing.
0: Repurposing. I like it. I'm all for it. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the,
1: one of another genres is called Vaporwave, and that's all repurposing like 80s, 90s music, slowing it down, sometimes adding on some like weirder, creepy things about it. So like Um, chop and screwing like pop 80s? It, it's not even chopping. It's not the the screwing part, but it's definitely more of chopping. Mm-hmm. So they'll chop it. Loops. Um, there's a there's an idea of blender phonics. Um I I'm not well versed enough to give you a good description, but it basically follows that rule set of just repeating things can create something new and so it could sonically. be like,
0: wake me up before you go go. Wake me up. Before yeah, you no, come. but like, it'll be it'll be
1: extremely slowed down and slow
0: down like, like wake me
1: up. Yeah.
0: Oh, one of the most popular I've heard that before. Yep. I've heard that kind of music before,
1: yeah. Yeah, one of the most popular songs in that genre is uh Diana Ross song. Um it slowed it down and they call it like um the albums off of Floral Shop, but it's like Macintosh four twenty. Mm. But
0: like, that music does remind me of Chopped and Screwed. Oh no no no. It
1: definitely it, it, def- it pulls from me. It's there. not
0: the same, but it really reminds me of it for sure. Even
1: though the the big creators of Vaporwave weren't intending on doing that, so I think Vaporwave was kind of meant as a joke. And then mm-hmm. people started being like, I can make this, but good. Yeah. Um, so you had like your Echo Jams. You have um, Macintosh Plus. You have other people, uh, Skeletons. I mean, I could go on and on about that type of music because I love it. And recently, these people who started out back in the day are either have gone into obscurity or they're bringing it back. Like Macintosh Plus just released um, a single off of her album um, "Rise from Your Grave," mm-hmm. and it's called something like, um, like "Itch and Scratch." If I'm that's it's something, it's something like that. But it's it's a sonically a really interesting experience. Oh, "Itch and Scratch." I have to look up something. No, it's not. It's not. I know for a fact it's not called "Itch and Scratch." But it's something, something and some, something. Like something. It's so, yeah. Something and something.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thank you again for being here.
1: Loved it. It was super fun.
0: Thank you. Um, Tune in next week. We'll have um, Kostin, Sleazy, and Espada, who are also very, very dope artists. We're going to have rap, reggae, some Afro beats, really, really, really talented brothers. So please tune in next Sunday at 8 p.m. on my Facebook page. And then, as always, the podcast is available within two days on all major platforms. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you you guys later. Love y'all. Love you. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>